Once was a land of woe and strife Where the people were bereft of hope They prayed to their gods of might and light To deliver the heroes of old Instead they got Heroes, did you hear the quotes in my voice of moral ambiguity? They may help or may not help you at all, depends on what's in it for them. They kick and they punch and they maul and they smash, they lie and they scheme and they burn and they slash. Succeed or fail, it has to the tell, dungeons and debacles starts now. Centalia in undercover to woo some noblemen. And then we overthrow the government and no, dude, just no. Revolution about that. That'd be weird. She's thirteen, dude. By the time we get out of here, she'll probably be fifteen. You know, it's it's weird. Or twenty, or just stay thirteen forever because she's dead. Time is just a contract. Maybe we'll get attacked by a white, and she'll get artificially aged up ten years. (laughs) Right. Skip all that puberty nonsense, and now she can rent a car. Hello, and welcome to this episode of the Dungeons and Debacles podcast. I am your host and Dungeon Master Kevin. Going around the table, Blake. Hi, I'm Blake, and I'll be playing Juliet, the Dragonborn Eldritch Knight slash Wizard. And Shane. That's me playing Alexander the Human Bard. And Hannah. I'm Hannah, and I'll be playing Talia the Human Rogue. And John. Hello. I play Ludras, Elven Monk, and I am nowhere near as hungover as Kevin. <laughs> but I'm in a good mood because I want to kill all you assholes today. Speaking of Oh, which, good. I'm not an asshole, so I'm safe. <laughs> <laughs> so the last time on Dungeons & Debacles podcast, our villains had gone to the city of Kala in order for Juliet to find her parents who uh, the companion call had told her that they had been imprisoned in Kala. So she goes around the city, hires a skeevy lawyer to see why her uh, parents' uh, house is uh, abandoned. Um, She goes and checks on her house and uh, her parents' house and finds that it's been uh, boarded up and abandoned. They go inside and they see signs of a uh, maybe a struggle or at least the house was ransacked as uh, someone was looking for something in the home come to find out her parents had been arrested but there was uh, no record of any sort of uh, adjudication or sentence um, she found out that her house had been possessed by the city of Kala for non-payment of taxes and that uh, it was for sale so she buys the home at the clerk's office and signs her own name for the deed that night is visited by a town guard who uh, comes knocking at the uh, the in-room door so Talia opens the door and you both see a hooded figure and it was the one who was telling you and Alexander outside of your parents uh, home Uh, But this time the hood's down and you see a human in his late 20s with short cropped brown hair and a thin beard. He is uh, wearing this dull gray breastplate with a symbol 
uh, of Kala engraved over the uh, left breast. And it's an anchor with four stripes across the middle of the anchor and two sharks facing each other at the top. And Juliet, you recognize this as a symbol of a sergeant investigator in the Kala Guard. And you also recognize this man. Uh, his name is Tim Farrows. He grew up with you on the streets of Kala before both of you became city guards. And he's carrying a tray of food in one hand. And in the other hand, it's uh, resting on a short sword and a scabbard still at his side. But uh, I wouldn't say resting, as you can see his knuckles are turning white from the uh, hold he has on the grip here. And his uh, eyes narrow, and he looks at you, Juliet, and says, Juliet, I've been looking for you. Uh, his expression appears pained and stern. He says, before you get any ideas, I have a platoon outside surrounding this building. Stay right where you are. I want to talk. For now. May I come in? Baros, we don't have to do this. It's all a huge misunderstanding, I swear. That may be. And uh, he's going to come in the room and set the tray down. And uh, you can see it's it's got meats and cheese and some potatoes and some brown bread on it. And uh, he sits the tray down and closes the door behind him and then backs up against it. You've been extremely careless, Juliet. I've been tracking you since you went to your folks' home. Did you seriously think that house would not be watched? Alexander has been even worse. At least you tried to disguise yourself. But if there was any doubt that Raving Queen Cleric, by the way, terrible disguise with that costume, going to the clerk's office and buying the home and signing your own name, your name, are you begging to get arrested? And there's a long pause as he shakes his head. So, why are you here? Trying to save your parents? You know the only reason they're imprisoned is to trap you, right? Cole wants your head badly from what I hear. And that's a dangerous dragonborn to run afoul of. And a companion to boot. I'm disappointed. You were always supposed to be the smart one. You of all people should know, family is important. And no matter what, I'll stand by them, even if it means risking my own life. And obviously, I have done so carelessly. Family is important. It's the only reason why you're not in manacles right now. And who's this little girl you're dragging around into this foolishness? Pun. Dragon. Um, this is Jessica. She's sort of like a traveling companion, but she's very polite and she has nothing to do with this. Nothing to do with this? <laughs> Anyone you surround yourself is, it, it doesn't matter if they have anything to do with it or not. Their fates are going to be the same as yours. But she's, she's only a girl. That doesn't matter. The Vanguard wants blood, and the Vanguard will have blood. They're tearing the city apart as much as the Talons are. But my 
parents are safe, right? As, as far as I know, they're, they're being kept in the prison. But that's no place for them. Look, the, the only reason I'm not arresting you right now is our history. You saved my ass out there on those streets before and after we became gods. And your parents raised me probably be better than my own. They don't deserve what they got to rot in a cell because of what you did. Well, what you're alleged to have done. I guess what I want to know is, is it true? Is it true what they say about you and your the people that you're traveling with? Did you murder those people? The mayor, the guards, when you escaped from the jail? And that previous investigative Tivit, whose job I have now? His dad, the priest? And while we're talking about priests, did you burn down the temple of Arathus and the priests and palaces inside? All those holy men and women to steal the savior artifact and ally yourself with the red talons? These, the crimes are too much to count. Is it true? Is it true? I had no choice. We always had a choice. That or die. Well, death's it's going to be the outcome regardless at this point. I can see that now. Except it's not only going to be your death, but if the Red Talons have their way, the death of half the world. Why are you doing this? It's complicated, like I said. Um, Explain it to me. Obviously, I didn't intend to get caught up with the Red Talons, but during an encounter, um, I saw that we were outnumbered, and I chose life over death. Um, it, I'm not something, it's not something I'm proud of. And I've been following their direction this whole time, out of fear. They have many agents, and they're very powerful. And my traveling companions are generally aligned with the Red Talon. So it's difficult for me to try and repent. And then Lady Tiamat herself decreed that I do this. So I, is the will of a god not reason enough? The will of an evil god? Why, why wow. didn't you just escape? Racist. I mean, you had opportunity when you were in a cell in here in Khaled the first time to ask for help. But you didn't. You ran. And you killed gods. And you, you, you burned down the Temple of Arathis. How is that the, the actions of, of, of a fearful person? I'm, I'm not proud of what I did. And... I do agree with you. They are not becoming, especially of a former town guard. But I, I'll, I'll be honest. I would like to speak with the companions. His uh, eyes kind of go wide at that. Why? I would be surprised if they don't kill you on sight before you can even get a word out. I want to see if they can be reasoned with. I may have done some terrible things in the past, and I promise I will pay for them, but 
I think I deserve a chance at redemption, and they are the only ones who might grant that. I don't know that the companions are really in the redemption business. The maw and the cut off the heads of those who oppose them business. If I go before a judge and your testimony is there, I'll already be dead, so better to get it over quickly and maybe have a chance. I'll turn myself in, um, but I request that you leave my companions alone. I don't want to fight you, and I don't want there to be any trouble. I'll tell them to leave the city and insist that they change their ways. Insist that they change their ways? I... I just don't get it. I... There is a companion in town. I think you may have even met him. His name is Micah. Apparently he was the adopted father of the person whose job I have now. It's a parent. He's a parent. Yes, If that's I... what you want. Look, I don't want to see you killed, and I don't want to see you rotting in jail. If you can just give me one good reason why I don't turn around and walk out of here. Because being with the Red Talons makes me the perfect asset to stop them. We know where several of the artifacts are. Even missing one would save the world. I'd be more than happy to provide whatever information or help is necessary. I don't want to see the end of the world myself. And uh, you see him raise his eyebrows at that. This is quite a bit above my pay grade, but if there's any way you could give me that information, I can pass it along to my superiors. It might be enough. I can. Um, it might take me a little while to write. Uh, but for now, I have this, which you may find useful. And Juliet is going to pull out the letter from... I forget what the... What did we call him? The the head guy. The Harbinger. The Red Talons. The Harbinger, yes. And hand it to him. And uh, This is from the head of the Red Talons himself. It is permission to do whatever is necessary it would do better in your hands than mine I, I don't know about that I would never go around masquerading as a red talon but perhaps it may be can, any, can Alexander and I hear any of this uh, you are in the next room um, mm -hmm. give me a me a perception check at disadvantage. Watch this nat 20. No, nope. oh. you don't hear shit. Um, so he, he takes the piece of paper and uh, he says, uh, I need you to write down everything you know about the red talons, their structure, your contacts, where the artifacts can be found what artifacts they're currently in possession of and any other plans of machinations. Of course, I can have that. I can have that all written and prepared by tomorrow morning. Meet me in the south docks by your parents' house a block over. 
You know that lot where we used to play as children? Meet me there. And come alone. Thank you. And don't think Thank about you, running. I'll have this inn watched. If you try to run, I'll know it. I I understand. I have no intention of running from this fate of mine. It's good to see you again. It's nice to see you as well. I wish the circumstances were better. As do I. And he's going to uh, turn around and open the door and uh, walk out into the hallway before he turns and looks at you again and closes the door. And you can hear his footsteps go down the hall. Talia, I, I just bought us an awful lot of time. You and the rest should go find a way out of the city. Well, no shit. <laughs> God, that's... Oh my God, Juliet, what are you doing? I'm trying to do the right thing. Well, the right thing is stupid, and you're stupid. She's 13. Keep in mind that she's yeah. 13. <laughs> I don't know. That's pretty wise that the right thing is usually the stupid thing. <laughs> wise beyond her years. All right. Talia is going to grab a handful of food. Just shove it in her, like, just grab a handful of food and peek out the door to see if the hallway is clear. Okay. Um, give me a perception check. Six. Um, you look out, and it's kind of dark in here. There's a, a couple of oil lamps, um, but it doesn't appear that there's anyone out in this hallway immediately outside your doors. Hmm. Um, well, my plan is to go next door and tell the boys what's going on. I thought you were going to just and turn into a bat and peace out of the city. <laughs> well, I want them to escape, too, because if we're going to only, like, it's it's honestly metagaming. Like, that is Talia's ultimate escape plan is just turning into a bat and leaving. But she would like, well, I would like the campaign to, campaign to continue. So <laughs> I, I want to get the <laughs> others out. Uh, so I'm going to go next door. And right. hopefully no one sees me doing this. Give me a stealth check. I'm kidding. <laughs> There's nobody out here in the hall. 26. <laughs> uh, you successfully walk next door and open the door. And no one notices, right? Yeah. Because uh, there's no one there. It's fine. Uh, so I'm going to go in and relate to the boys what just happened. I'm sorry. I'm getting closer to my mic. I'm going to go in, relate to the boys what just happened, and uh, say, we need to figure out how to get out of here. Uh, how much are you going to tell them? Fucking everything. Including Juliet ratting out the talents? Um... Yes, but I'm going to word it in a way that makes it seem like she's just trying to buy us time. Okay. Uh, just Luno stops across the hall and confronts Juliet. Yeah. <laughs> uh, quick question. So she handed over the letter from uh, what's his name? The Harbinger. And also, yeah, the Harbinger. Did she give over all the information on like where the artifacts can be found? Uh, not yet. She is supposed to write all that down and uh, meet um, 
Investigator Sergeant Farrows at a lot in the South Docks near her parents' home. If Talia tells you that. Uh, that's not happening. I will, uh, Luno's going over to her, right? That's, that's not just, uh... Pretty much, yeah. I'll fall behind. So I walk over. Do I need to roll stealth? Are you trying to hide? No. Okay, then... He's gonna walk right on over. Juliet, have you betrayed us? I mean... Not you specifically? And I'm going to walk out. Luno does. See, going to gather up my things, change my disguise again. I'm going to go back to Jacques. And go back to what? I'm Jacques, being Jacques. His uh, oh, okay. alter personality Jacques or McSween. alter ego. Jacques McQueen, yes. Jacques McSweeney, the dwarf. And I'm um, going to go downstairs, grab my cart, and leave the inn. Actually, I'm going to walk back into Juliet's room, um, start going through her bags to grab whoa, whoa, all the red Whoa, 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 going stuff. through my bags? Hold on. I'm stopping Just grabbing the red talent stuff. Talia's... No, you're not grabbing any of the red talent stuff. Talia's going to take out her daggers and say, Juliet, hand over the bags. If you're going to give yourself up, you're not giving the rest of us up. I'm not dying because you were stupid. I'm not giving the rest of you up. You have the chance to escape right now. And that's why I'm taking the Red Talon information. You're not taking anything from my bag. Books. Um, I think we are, though, going to take your bags. You can write down everything you want, but we're taking the things that you have. Because we're not going to be left with nothing. Look, I'm copying everything down. If you want the books after I'm done copying them, you can have them. Do it from memory. That's the way you feel. I'm just going to pick the bags up and take them out. Just walk out of the room. Alunadas, come back here right now. I am Jack. <laughs> <laughs> so now Jacques, heavily laden, is walking away. Julia is going to run after him. Yeah, you're going to have to run because well, I walk very stops. fast. Uh, just heads up, the, they do have the end watched, and also uh, it's a curfew. Is it after dark? Oh, yeah. Yeah. Okay. I don't know how far I'm going to run after you. I don't know if uh, anyone's going to stop me or if I <laughs> catch you or what. Uh, are we going downstairs? Yes. Uh, um. As she's trying to chase over Luno, I'm going to say, Juliet, stop any suggestion. Oh, clever. I use counterspell. Get him out of here, kid. Fuck, there's a blue pair, blue player on the table. Oh, no. <laughs> That's my last spell, though. I have nothing left now. All right, we're headed downstairs. Yep. All right, so uh, you walk downstairs into the common room. The, there's quite a few uh, patrons here um, who are, uh, you've seen, who are staying at the inn. Bard is currently uh, playing a slow, sad song on the uh, lute. There is a bartender and one of the uh, serving women um, who is uh, moving food and drinks uh, to and from tables. 
You don't see any guards down here. That doesn't mean anything. Okay, uh, where are doors? Uh, you should not go outside right now. Okay, so there is a door right here. It's the front door, the end where you came in. Only one? Uh, the only one that you know of. All right. Then I'm going to head out that door to the stables. Okay. Juliet is going to try and catch him and yell inside the inn. Thief! Thief! Uh, okay, so you yell that and everybody in the uh, inn and turns to look at you and then they see you pointing at the uh, the elf who's making his way dwarf or dwarf, dwarf making yeah. his way to the <laughs> door well dressed dwarven merchant carrying bags uh, you see the uh, the barkeep uh, this knight who is a uh, half orc um, reach behind the bar and pull out this uh nasty looking uh, club with a chain wrapped around it and he says hey hey yo dwarf stop no and I'm just gonna keep walking out the door okay you walk out the door uh, currently you now have a half work pursuing you um, alright which way to the stables uh, the stables are out back uh, into the right alright that's the way I'm headed I'm staying inside the end. Okay. Stand by. Things are moving a little bit too quickly for me. <laughs> <laughs> well, he does run fast. This is true. Got a movement speed of 12 now, and that's without my boots. All right. All right. So you make it out here. You're moving around to the uh, the side of the building. Uh, you got the half work uh, fighter or uh, bartender. Uh, following behind you. Uh, where are you at this point, Juliet? Uh, she is going to be like chasing him up to the door, and then as she's about to go outside, she is going to yell into the dark, "Thief! Thief! A dwarven merchant!" And then um, go back inside because she doesn't want to look like she's escaped. Okay. Uh, where? What is everybody else doing right now? I am uh, loitering at the bottom of the stairs in the end, and uh, I'm gonna start making my way upstairs to collect all my stuff. Okay. Talia is uh not doing anything, I guess, um, because this all moved way too fast for her to try to talk to anyone about anything. <laughs> Like, if we could retcon, and I can, like... <laughs> none of that just happened. Uh, yeah, none of that just happened, and Talia actually jumped in front of Juliet and said, wait. And and tried to stop her by using darkness or something, but that's not actually going to happen. Instead, Talia's just going to stand in the room, <laughs> gathering her things, putting on all of her, her gear, and waiting for Alexander to return so she can give him Abbott and then she's going to make her escape as a bat, but that's going to happen later. Okay, so uh, Jock McSweeney, you turn the... Uh, <laughs> the Glenn McSweeney. You turn the corner, and you're going to see a collie guard back here uh, by the stables. I am going to continue to walk to the stables. Okay. 
So he's going to move over here in front of the, the door to the stables and say, uh, Hey, where you think you're going? Does it cuff you? I am putting my bags in my cart. I can't be responsible for any uh, lost or stolen items out here. That is fine. Okay. I'll let you go put your stuff in the cart. But uh, he's going to walk in to the, uh, the stables and he's watching you. Okay. Can't see anything of the stables. Oh. Or is that the entire... I don't have I don't have like your cart in here, so <laughs> that's you have okay. to use your imagination. What the hell? Ah. I don't have imagination that. is insufficient. There, now there's Stand a Stand by. <laughs> All right, going to go load my bags into the cart, or Juliet's bags technically into the cart, wherever it happens to be. Oh. All right, there's your cart. Okay, loading it into the cart. Is there perhaps a back door to the stables or no? There is a back door right here that is currently closed. Okay. Well, Luno is nothing if not cautious and temperate. So I'm going to click my heels together and attack the guard. <laughs> okay. <laughs> Luno's trying to get us killed, isn't he? Juliet already did that. Okay, hold on just a second. Alright, uh, go ahead and put yourself into initiative. Alright, you're going first. I'm gonna run over and I'm going to start pummeling the fuck out of this guard. Okay. So, first attack is 22 to hit. Uh, that hits. Okay, for 6 damage. 26 for 9 more damage. 26 for nine more damage. You're gonna go ahead and spend a chi point for Flurry. Uh, 19. Uh, that hits. For 10 more damage. And I'll spend a chi point on Stunning Strike. Okay. And. What's the okay, uh, DC? It is Con Save DC. Let's see, what's my DC? I'm pretty sure it's 13. But I'm not entirely sure. Where do I have that written down? Probably the next page. DC is 14. Okay. Doesn't appear to work. Okay. And because um, Flurry of Blows lets me do that, I'm going to try to knock him down. Save versus Dex. So Dex save, DC 14. Okay. Um, he definitely... Uh moves out of the way as you uh, try to trip him. Alright, and now my final attack. Uh, okay, it just rolled three times, so 17. <laughs> uh, that's gonna miss. Okay. So, 6 plus 9 plus 9 plus 10. Uh, 34 damage. Uh, he's, he's looking pretty rough. He's like uh, staggering a bit as you've kind of cleaned his clock, uh, but now it's his turn. So he is going to uh, stagger and then he's going to uh, reach up um, to this uh, necklace or chain that he's got around his neck and you see it pull out from a uh, pocket in his cloak and it is a brass whistle uh, that he blows into and uh, 
starts screaming help. And he is going to take a swing at you. Uh, that's a 17 to hit. That'll miss. And that's a 27 to hit. That will hit. Uh, you are going to take 22 points of damage. Youch. Oopsie. All right. Uh, you're up. All right. Time to once again... Uh, all right. Time to once again beat the fuck out of this guy. Okay. 20 or 7 damage. And I'll spend another cheat point on stunning strike. Uh, it doesn't matter. He is uh, unconscious. Unconscious? Yeah. Not dead? Well, I, I mean, if you want to kill him, yeah, sure. Then, okay, he's dead. Okay, he's dead. All right. And I guess I'm going to go to the... I'm going to click my heels back together. And go to the back door of the stables, open the door to start getting the cart out of here. Okay. So you open the back door to the stables. And uh, you throw the doors open. You start to move the cart out. And you see uh, this guard come uh, running from around uh, the side of the building here. And that's as far as he's going to make it. And he sees you. Um, and then looks down through here and sees this uh, body of this guard and he's going to pull out his whistle and start blowing and that's going to end his turn maybe we should give the rest of the party time to react if they can hear any of this <laughs> oh, I'm, I'm sure they can hear, hear it at this point is uh, anybody want to jump in here and do anything fuck no I'm just waiting to see if I can, whenever I get a chance to ask you how far the end is from the south, uh, southwest exits of the city. Uh, we may get there. Yeah. I mean, it's not a big deal. I, I just have a thousand feet of instant teleportation. So I'm just trying to see uh, what we can do to get there. Uh, Alexander, are you back in the room? Yeah. My room. Um, Talia is going to go over to you and hand over Abbott and say, can we still meet up somewhere? We are agreed you... on where to meet. Yeah, but Juliet knows that place. Where's Juliet right now? Uh, probably heading back up to her room. All right, that brings us uh, back around to uh, you, Luno. Okay. I see the guard, hear the whistle. I'm just going to grab Juliet's bags, hop off the cart, click my heels together, and book it. Okay. Um, so you're taking a full, like, just hasted run? Yep. I'm doing as much as I can. Okay. Um, so uh... My hasty, and I don't know if I can actually dash or not. Um, but without dash, it would be 24 squares. With dash, I think that would make it 48. Um, so, what's your regular movement? 12. 12 squares, so 24. Mm, 60 feet. Okay. Uh, yeah. I mean, you're able to, like, smoke right past these, uh, guards. Um, but All right. as you are, uh, 
running, you hear another whistle, and then another whistle, and then another whistle. So, Muno, do you have the bags? Yes. Okay. So, medieval Grand Theft Auto. <laughs> yeah, you, you got to get your stars down. All right, hold on. I guess Polly's losing a stealth. That's going to be the least of the things you lose if you're not careful. All right. So let's start out. You are right here. I'm going to head west. Where are we? Sorry. So you are currently like right here. So we're going to say that uh, a Lunados at a full sprint, you're going to be able to take uh, move a block. Uh, every uh, six seconds but we're gonna turn this uh, this is gonna be kind of a uh, a skill challenge as you navigate yourself uh, through these uh, streets to try to make it out of town okay so as you uh, make it your way out of this end and down the uh, the first block Give me a skill and a justification of how you are using that skill to make it uh, past uh, one of these blocks. We're going to say you need um, four successes before you get three fails. And if you use the same skill over um, or more than once, your DC for that skill is going to increase. All right, so first thing I'm going to use is insight from my wandering of the city before to uh, try to remember where the guards are likely to be coming from so that I can avoid them as I make my escape. Okay, give me a uh, insight roll then. All right, so uh, you make it down this block and you're like, oh, well, there's probably some guards that are going to be over here in the temple district. So I should probably uh, turn left up here at this block. So you're able to turn left and go this way. Uh, we're going to call that one success. Yay. All right. Now going to be perceptive aft to try and uh, spot you know, uh, people, places, you know, just a way to move faster and avoid getting caught. You know, just look around wide-eyed these might be dwarven eyes okay (laughs) so want to use a perception okay yep okay so uh you look around and uh you're seeing some people up here at the the block ahead so you're like well um these other buildings over here are shops and there's probably going to be uh uh less people uh noticing me because the shops are going to be closed, whereas there's ends down here where someone might be looking out the window. Because um, there's not a lot of, there's really nobody out on the streets right now unless they're like city guards. So you are going to make a right hand turn, and we're going to call that your second success. Huzzah. All right. Now it's time for the backyardly dash hopping fences and walls and things like that doing all the fancy parkour shit to try and make sure that it's really, really difficult for anyone trying to follow me to do that. Acrobatics. That's what I'm thinking. 
2022. Nice. So uh, you come up here uh, by these stores, and there's some uh, some garbage that's been left out on the street, like uh, crates and some uh, um, barrels uh, that have been emptied. Um, so you do this little parkour move uh, over top of some of these barrels and crates, and in the process, uh, scatter them. Uh, out onto the street like on the sidewalk as you kick back on one of those just uh, to topple some of them um, we'll call that your third success as you take a left down the street okay and that uses up all my really good skills except for medicine which I, I don't think I can justify using in this case so I'm going to try and use stealth to try and sort of disappear into the shadows. Ooh, using my ring to change my appearance. There we go. To make it uh, less likely people will be able to track me. Balls. Oof. So uh, as you uh, have knocked those uh, the crates and barrels um, down, you hear more whistles on this uh, block over here. Um, start going off and then whistles up here to the, uh, the north and uh, these sound really close so that's going to be your first fail all right so what are you doing now we'll all see I you have get left halfway down the block good would be like sleight of hand or religion so you said that reusing a skill incurred a penalty of some kind uh, it increases the dc Okay. So I think I'm just going to have to use perception to, you know, say, okay, I hear the whistles. I'm going to avoid the whistles. Here goes nothing. Oof. Maybe. Um, all right. So um, you're trying to uh, avoid the whistles, and so much of your attention has been focused on uh, what's behind you that you don't see um, the guard who's standing uh, right here at this corner until you round the corner and you lock eyes and then you hear his whistle blow off um, and then you're going to head down this street we're going to call that your second fail alright so So this this one right here is yeah, this is the full count. All the mar- marbles right here. Succeed or fail. Three balls, two strikes. Can I use my cooking skill? <laughs> <laughs> uh, if you can give a good justification for it, but I doubt you can. Use a giant baguette as a pole ball. I'm going to throw all of my pots and pans behind me. <laughs> <laughs> for it I think see survival is surviving out in nature animal handling ain't gonna do shit yep I'm just gonna have to try and bibbity bobbity bounce my acrobatic self over walls and shit again yep so that will be a penalty to the that will increase the DC Mm -hmm. come on RNG Snake eyes. 22. Nice. So uh, 
you round this uh, this corner, there is a, a guard who is now chasing after you, blowing this whistle. Um, as you come down here, and you're going to duck down an alley, and there is a crate um, that's about um, four feet tall um, that you're going to jump on top of, and then from there jump up and uh, use your momentum to uh, grab a hold of the roof and swing yourself over. Um, so you land on the roof, and as you do around that time, you're gonna see that one guard run down this alley past you as you're looking down over the, the roof, and then um, you hear his whistle, and then you hear some more whistles coming in the distance, and about a 30 seconds later, you're gonna see another guard and then 30 seconds after that, two more guards. And then about a minute after that, five more guards run past you. Um, they are all um, currently canvassing this area of the southern docks. Okay. Time to um, change my disguise to a guardsman and then just walk away. And you notice that you are on a roof on a house across the street from the Greasy Palm. What a coincidence. So you change your disguise. Mm. Mm. And uh, are you getting down off the roof? Mm-hmm. Uh, give me an acrobatics check. Okay. 16. All right. So you're able to uh, make it down with uh, no issue. Um, so what are you doing now? I am going to start uh, making my way. Let's see, is there actually a wall around the city, or is it just hills? What's that? What you uh, say? Me, I was asking if there was walls around the city, or is it just those hills? Uh, there are no walls around the city, um, but it is the 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 thinking is here in Kala is uh, they don't have walls, but they have plenty of guards. Um, to patrol these streets and around what would be their borders. Um, it's their way of uh, uh, putting people to work. Okay. In that case, since I'm really close, I'm just going to head down this street into the hills. Okay. Uh, give me, give me a, give me one stealth check now. Eight. Okay. So. You get to about right here, and then you are going to hear a whistle as uh, you turn up and look and see the direction and source of the whistle. Um, there are two people on top of this uh, tower right here, and they're both looking down at you. Um, so you hear that whistle go off, and you're going to hear... A, uh, another whistle behind you go off does a 17 and a 20 hit your AC a 17 would not a 20 would okay uh, so this is going to be uh, you here three crossbow bolts uh, are two whiz by you and then one is coming uh, right at you and is going to do Six points of damage. Um, let's see how. It's 
been a while since I had to do this. I'm going to use my reaction to sort of catch it against my shoulder and try to reduce the damage. Okay. So D10 plus dex mod plus monk level means that I reduce it down to zero. So I'm going to just sort of hold it against my shoulder like it hit me and say, ow, I'm a guard, you fools. Uh, deception check. Oh, this is going to go well. <laughs> Three. Very nice. So they pause and look to each other for like a just like a split second and then you see them reloading their crossbows uh, let's see um, um, there's a somebody some damn fool breaking curfew just ran toward the docks I came to see if he came this way did he come this way I don't know you look at me I'm a guard dumbass what's your name what unit are you with? Dylan. I don't know no Dylan. And you see like there's like the discussion for like a second up there and and then they're mumbling and they said, We don't know no Dylan. What unit are you with? Ooh. Trying to oh I didn't hear the damn conversation, so I wouldn't have known the name even if I could remember it myself. The thirty first McSweeney's <laughs> <laughs> The thirty first. <laughs> uh okay um, so you say that and they look at each other and does a 18 hit your AC it does not okay so three crossbow bolts uh, go flying by you again uh, at this point you're going to see um, four guards blowing their whistles coming up the street running right at you all right going to swear a little bit and then just take off running into the hills. Okay. So uh, you've got these uh, four guards pursuing you. Um, these guards are going to get another uh, two crossbow bolt attacks at you as you're running. Okay. Uh, none of that hits you. All right, so a 19, an 18, and a natural 20. Okay, the 19 will hit. Um, so will the natural 20, I guess. Okay, so, so the I 19, have one reaction, so I'm going to... The 19 is five points of damage. Mm -hmm. and I'm going then, to try and reduce that nat 20. Okay. Uh, that's not too bad. That is uh, 15 points of damage. Let's see. Dex mod 4, monk level 8. So I reduce it completely. Um, I'm just going to drop that. No, I'm, I'm not going to try and whip it back. So I Yeah, it, it would be way five too points far of out damage. of your uh, <laughs> Yeah, that would be way far out of your range because it's like at the long range of a crossbow right now with it those two that tagged you. Alright. Yeah, I have short range 60, long range 120. Alright, um, so you know, I'm just going to keep going into the hills. I took five more damage, drinks me down to 45 hit points. Okay, so we'll say you can make it into the hills. Alright. And now that I'm into the hills, I'm just going to try to not leave a trail as I just make my way further from the city. Okay, Heading give southwest. Me, give me a... Survival check. 
12. Um, you think you did a okay job. All right. Um, and now all I really remember is, I think it was Karth or Berth, the city that Talia suggested. I'm just going to start making my way there. Uh, okay. Um, at this, that you're up in the hills and you've got um, mm-hmm. some cover, um, you're now seeing that um, there's um, guards on horseback with torches. Uh, at this point, there appears to be about 30 of them. Um, that are making their way up in the hills after you. So, after about an hour, you think that uh, you, when you were trying to cover up your tracks, you didn't do that hot of a job because they are starting to close in on you. New disguise. Toothless old man. Okay. Uh, let's cut back over to... Uh, the rest of the folks at the end. <laughs> How are they dealing with the fact that I just murdered a guard and booked out of the city? <laughs> so Talia has handed over Abbott to Alexander for him to take with him in his door. And she is going to darken the hallway. Is there a window in the hall? Uh, you could just open the window and jump out. There's no windows in the hallway. There are windows in your room. Okay. So she's going to darken all of the all of the lights in her room. Um, open the window quietly and peek out to see if any of if there are any guards or if she if all of the guards have followed Luno. Okay. So um, you look out the the window that you have uh, looks out over the stables and you are seeing two guards out there and Tim Farrow. And they are having a conversation about the uh, the dead body out back. Okay. Um. And then uh, you're going to see uh, Tim whip back his cloak and put his hand on his short sword and starts walking towards the front of the inn. She's just going to go for it, um, turn into a bat, and, like, back into the room, turn into a bat, and, um try to fly sneakily out, like from the top of the window, so it looks like she came from like an eave. You're able to do that easily enough. And she's going to fly away and head towards in the direction of birth. I am going to uh, cast Dimension Door, going uh, towards the back alley streets of the south west, probably about here. Uh, what's the like, how much is a square in like terms of distance, like 50 feet? Um, that would probably be more like a uh, hundred feet or so. Hundred feet a square. Yep. And we're like right here. You yep. can easily. Um, it's a thousand feet, right? Well, it's five hundred feet for one cast. So I'm just gonna do one cast to uh, some back alley streets over here, and then I'm gonna cast uh, invisibility with a third level spot to make me an Abbott invisible and just uh, make my way out. Abbott wouldn't be considered an object so you can to cat well you, are you casting it at like fourth level to make you both invisible? What do you mean invisibility is a second level spell? Oh so you're casting it third okay I see you're casting it third to make both of you invisible. All right. Correct. All right. Uh, yeah, you're able to do that. 
Juliet, um, are you still standing yes. at the, the door? Juliet's going to go back up to her room. <laughs> Not much else to do except write what she can down from memory. All right. So um, you go back up to your room and a few moments go by after you go up there and then you hear this loud stomping up steps and then down the hallway and then your door flies open with a crash. It's Tim Farrow's as he screams at you. What have you done? And I think that's probably a pretty good place to end it right there. (laughs) Don't split the party. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, that that was kind of all on you. (laughs) Yeah, yeah. Uh, Lunodas is a true believer. He's not really into compromise. I guess it's time to break off from the Red Talons and go live in the mountains alone with Abbott. <laughs> hey, hey, Abbott hey, was, hey. Abbott was the real treasure along the way. Well, I mean, there was... Talia expects him back at some point. <laughs> Although we could go live in a far-off land as, as father and daughter and just forget all of this, right? Right? Right. Yeah, but then you wouldn't there... be able to stab people. It's fine. There was a way out of this that was clear. And was that let Juliet lie? Uh, well, I mean, a lot of that was dependent on, you know, Talia. What? Well, you went over and started <laughs> running your mouth to the rest of the party. Well, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but t- if you'd let Juliet do her thing... <laughs> Then Luna Das wouldn't have gone off half cocked. I guess it's your fault. Yeah. yeah. That's the fine. She's uh, I don't know if it's her fault. <laughs> She's kind of a victim in all this. Um, I don't think Talia would ever play the victim card. Unless it would benefit her by crying. <laughs> and then she would cry. Uh and then probably stop crying once some someone called her on her bullshit. <laughs> Alrighty. Well, uh, this next episode should be uh, interesting. I don't really know where we go from here. Karth. Or Bert. Everybody roll up some level one characters. We're starting (laughs) back. (laughs) Next week, I am going to be out of town. I will not be able to record. So, Kevin, you have two weeks to figure out what the fuck is supposed to happen now. (laughs) Because I... I cannot imagine that it's going to be good. This is bad. This is all bad. And I cannot wait. Yeah. I mean, yeah, it's going to end up. Somebody's going to probably going to have to make a new character. <laughs> well, yeah. <laughs> all all <laughs> yeah. Cause Yeah. <laughs> Well, thanks for listening to another episode of the Dungeons and Debacles podcast. This episode was brought to you by the letter B for betrayal. (laughs) God damn it, Blake. You just keep on throwing all the wrenches into Kevin's carefully laid plans. (laughs) Um, Can I say except your welcome? Was it Juliet that did it the first time? Like in the very first episode. and Alexander betrayed the rest of the party in order to ally with Sish. Oh god, that's right. 
Oh my god. <laughs> Sish had the better uh, deal, if I remember right. Uh, Sish was uh, the okay. one who scored the crit on the first thing that did, like, 15 damage. Kevin, I have to know. Like, I have to know. Was there a way for them to get out of the situation with Sish without any of them dying? Um, if we had all cooperated and fought Sish, maybe. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah, for sure. Yeah, I mean, they, they could have taken Sish down. I mean, he was like a mini-boss, so they could have taken him down if they had all uh, attacked him together. But uh, Alexander kind of made that impossible. Because I think it was him who were like, you know, you're making a lot of sense here. And you were yeah. just like, I give him the ring. <laughs> and I everybody was else was like, oh, Micah, we're doing this now. Who uh, pulled the string on that said, what the fuck are you guys talking about? And attacked Sish. And then people didn't help him. Yeah, because uh, Duncan wasn't having any of that. So yeah, this, this could have been a good... Uh, like, we could have been on the good side of things. Yeah, absolutely. And instead... Instead, I play a murder hobo. Yep. yep. Mm-hmm. I wouldn't say murder hobo. Okay. No, she's definitely a murder she hobo. She was a homeless street kid. <laughs> With a penchant for stabbing things. These are all your choices. All your choices have brought you to this point. <laughs> <laughs> I haven't railroaded any of it. Can I reclass Not into even a shepherd? Been a little. What's that? Class into a shepherd. Uh, sure. <laughs> I'm uh, on the last eight levels. We've got a guy who's a multi-class uh, notary in uh, my uh, brewery group. Nice. He's also playing a gith. It's a gith rogue notary. Oh, I was about to say gif. <laughs> God damn it. <laughs> That's all, folks. Thanks for listening to another episode of the Dungeons and Debacles podcast. If I could ask a halfling size favor, give us a five-star rating and review on iTunes. It's the best way to support us. New episodes come out every Monday, so make sure to check your podcast app. Do you have an idea to make the podcast better? Tell us about it on Twitter or Facebook. You can also check out our website to see all the maps, lore, and characters at DungeonsAndDebaclesPodcast.com. And now a word from our fantasy sponsor. After a long day in the fields or the mines, all you want to do is visit the tavern with your mates and relax. You need an L that won't fill you up or empty your purse. Ask your barkeep for a Conley Light. It's made by Master Dwarven Brewers with the finest ingredients from the Plains Nation. It's a refreshing crisp L that will quench your thirst. And you can feel good about drinking tankard after tankard without that full filling you get from other L's. So you can keep going all night. For better times at a better price, Conley Light. The music you heard on this episode was Lost Time, Minstrel Guild, Tempting Secrets, Exotic Battle, and Shadowlands 1 Horizon by Kevin McLeod at Incompetech.com. Licensed under Creative Commons by Attribution License 3.0. CreativeCommons.org slash licenses slash buy slash 3.0.